Welcome to episode 176 of Clarity Compressed. I'm Paul J. Daly. I'll be your host. And today we're going to answer the question, who has the audacity to be an entrepreneur? And we're going to go through this book. <laughs> Let the good times roll. This is Clarity Compressed. All right, I know last week we went through a book that changed my life and perspective forever, the financial Harvard Finance... Financial management for <laughs> Harvard Business Reviews, financial basics for managers. This week, um, I had an opportunity to read an entire book, this book, The Innovation Stack by Jim McKelvey, um, co-founder of the company Square, who co-founded it with Jack Dorsey, the CEO, founder of Twitter. I read this book over Father's Day weekend because it's a thing in, in our house, like when it's Mother's Day or Father's Day, the mother or the father gets to pick what they do for the weekend. And that really is the gift for me. Um, did a lot of great stuff, but also read this book from cover to cover. And uh, it's called The Innovation Stack. And the principle is this, that when you are a truly innovative company, you build what's called an innovation stack, meaning you know people think of like a tech stack, which is how the technology interacts with itself in order to uh, get a desired result at the bottom. Innovation stack, similar principle, where you innovate in one area, and then that causes a problem, and then you have to innovate to solve that other problem that it's caused, and then that causes or reveals another problem, and then you have to innovate there to solve that. And that stacked level of innovations, he calls your innovation stack. Now, uh, the reason it's very difficult to copy an innovative company is because their innovation stack is unique, meaning you could copy one or two elements of it. You know, anyone could do that, but very few or no company can copy the entire innovation stack when it's substantive because it took so many different interactions to get that to work in the first place. So incredibly entertaining read. I highly recommend it. Jim does a great job. The author does a great job of uh, making it fun to read and very revealing as he talks about not only why Square was able to do what it did, but also he answered the question of other companies that build this innovation stack. And he went through multiple examples. So I'm going to give you some uh, brief takeaways from the book. So uh, let me give you a little premise. So Square was developed in a time, when I say Square, you know what I mean, right? It's the little, initially it was the little card reader, the little Square card reader that plugged in to the auxiliary jack of an iPhone that allowed merchants to swipe a credit card right on their phone, take a payment, um, and then everyone went on their way. It's kind of uh, basic practice at this point. Now we have Bluetooth technology and, and chip readers and, and all that. We didn't have that then. So the thinking that someone could accept the payment on their phone was completely revolutionary. So what Square did was build the hardware and the software and the experience that allowed it to happen. For instance, Square needed to bring a lot of clarity to an industry that was very convoluted. If you've ever had to sign a merchant agreement with a credit card company, it's incredibly complex. You never really know what the tra transaction fee is going to be. It could be because of all their algorithms, and frankly, it was a total mess. My, my first company, Image Auto, took payments when it was in that world before Square. And then Square was the first one to say, it's exactly this percentage every time, whether it's Visa, MasterCard, Discover, American Express. They're the ones that homogenize the whole thing. And we don't have customer phone support, so we need to build a platform that's incredibly easy to sign on and use. And we need to give you the hardware in order to do it. Square founded on those principles. They built their innovation stack around those things. Now, I'm going to give you my three big takeaways from the book, but I just wanted to give you that premise first. So the first takeaway is that 
Truly entrepreneurial companies, companies that do something really different, understand and learn that there's often a market below the market that everyone else considers at the bottom. Let me explain that. I'll give you a few examples. So uh, the first example is Square. So at the Square, you know, they have this, if you picture a pyramid, and at the top of the pyramid, there's a little tip, and that represented, you know, we'll just say merchants that process more than $10 million of payment. As you went down the pyramid, the chunks got bigger and bigger, and the bottom base of the pyramid was the largest segment, and that was, I think, um, you know, merchants that transacted less than $100,000. The vast amount of merchants were those. So when Square launched they realize very quickly that there's a whole level, kind of subterranean level under the base of that pyramid of people who never became merchants because it was too complicated, too expensive, and too convoluted. The author talked about his friend was a very talented glassblower, but often couldn't make a sale because he only took cash or a check. And that type of merchant would, if it was easy enough, they would take the payment via credit card, be able to sell more things and support themselves. So what Square did wasn't taking customers from that pyramid, what they actually did was unearth an entire larger group of merchants who never even entered the marketplace because there were too many uh, barriers in the way of them doing that. He also gives the example of Southwest Airlines. You know, uh, historically epic uh, Southwest came when it was just fighting against the big three. They were going to be a low-cost cost carrier, and they were going to do a lot of things different. They built their innovation stack around you know, having a unified fleet. We only fly 737s. They had a 10-minute turnaround time in the airports because that's what it required to keep planes in the air because planes make money in the air, not on the ground. In order to do that, they had to hire pilots that were willing to do the dirty work. They had to build everybody working together as a team to make sure that plane was ready to go. And they did a whole bunch of other things in their innovation stack. They didn't have assigned seating. They did that so that they could offer low-cost air travel. Now, at the time when Southwest came out, this was actually, listen to this, this was actually the norm. And that is everyone believed that the only people who wanted to fly were business people and wealthy people. They, the belief was that no one else even wanted to fly. How ridiculous is that? Well, what Southwest did was now by making fares $13.50, it was a while ago, but right, and you can probably remember $69 fares. By making fares so so inexpensive because of their innovation stack, what they did was unearth this whole group of people who were taking Greyhound buses or not even traveling at all, and they brought all these other tra air travelers to the market, right? That was below what the accepted market perception was. So that's the first thing I learned, that innovative companies, entrepreneurial companies usually unearth this massive amount of people that haven't even entered the market because there wasn't an easy way for them to do it. That's number one. Number two, I learned that all businesses copy. Actually, they copy most of what they do. They copy systems for accounting, customer acquisition, marketing, uh, corporate structure, HR. There's a lot of things you can copy. The principle was copy what you can, but innovate when you must. So it's not accept the copy when you know there's something else in your innovation stack that needs to be different. And that leads me to my third point, which is this. And this was really revealing for me as an entrepreneur and as a creative. The author brought together those two points. He said, entrepreneurs and creatives have the audacity to leave the walled city of all the things that have been copied and accepted. 
They have the audacity to leave the safety of that because if you copy really well, you'll have a great career, you'll be able to make a great living, you'll do great in school, you'll be a great employee. But the entrepreneurs and creatives that are truly admirable are the ones that say, hey, I have the audacity to leave, I know I might die, but I believe and I have enough clarity and perspective to understand that there is and should be a better way and then going out and doing that. This book unearthed all of those things for me. It helped gave me it helped give me a lot of perspective and clarity in my journey and a lot of the things that I have cooking in the back channel. I think I'm building up the audacity to uh, try to do it again in an entrepreneur in an entrepreneurial way. So um, we'll just see what comes of that. I'm just going to put that pin in so it's documented at this moment that uh, the wheels are spinning. So this book, The Innovation Stack. I hope this little ten minute jaunt helps you get inspired by some of these principles because I know a lot of you are on the hunt, a lot of you are on the journey already, so hopefully I can invest that and inspire you, give you some perspective so you have the clarity. Also goes on to talk about uh, Southwest, not just Square, which is incredibly entertaining, not just Square, but Southwest Airlines, uh, Bank of America. It's definitely worth the read, it's a fast read, it's very easy to get through because it's so well written, the innovation stack. So all that being said, I hope that you will march forward. You will have the audacity to believe that it's not just about copying and doing a good job here, but you'll have the audacity to see the angle and be willing to leave the safety of the walled city that everybody else has constructed around you and social media and business has constructed around you. Even maybe your family history and legacy is constructed around you. I hope that you will have the audacity to leave that walled city in pursuit of something that you know and you believe is better so that you can come back and inspire us with it so that we can do the same thing. So until next time, get out there, build your own innovation stack, have the audacity to be creative and inspire us with your vision. Until next time, keep pursuing that clarity. We can